Hello, and welcome to We Are Such Adults Right Now. My name is Liz, or Libby, uh, with my good friend. Annalisa, or Anne, or Na, or Lisa. <laughs> or just Annalisa is wonderful. <laughs> or just Annalisa, which is usually what I go by. Wow, so this is episode nine, eight? Nine? Nine. 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 That's crazy. Gosh. Uh we need to do something special for next week. I, so what I, one of our plans, hopefully coming up, um, is a LaCroix bubbly face-off. Yes. Our plan. I'm, so something that we started talking about when we first initially dreamed up this podcast was actually doing like cooking shows. Yes. Kind of things. I think that that should be our 10th episode thing. So I think we should both, um, get like the same ingredients and then potentially see what we both can dream up. I love it. Let's do it. Like a virtual chopped. Yeah. It. I'm so there. All right, everyone. Episode nine is just canceled. We're just going to wait for episode <laughs> seven. <laughs> we need two weeks to prep for this. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Um, before we dive into tonight's episode which we're both really excited for it was Libby's awesome idea so thank you Libby for your wonderful amazing brain before we get into that you know what I'm going to ask you yes what were your weekly wins okay I don't I feel like I already talked about this last week that's um, okay I feel like I'm repeats are okay okay I well I instead of having mashed potatoes or other side options. Uh -huh. I have been actually eating a lot of like mashed cauliflower yeah. for the last like, week. Uh, did I mention that last week? You did. Okay, well, like I. The bacon, bacon cheddar. Bacon white cheddar. It was so good. Yeah, it was good. so good. But so I actually just had just like the regular one that I just added like a bunch of black pepper to. Um, like, side note, like, there's still like 30% of your sodium in like one whole like package but like okay i just burped i'm sorry um but they lost like 50 percent of your like dietary fiber so i'm like okay i might have a heart attack but at least i'll have good bms You'll so have it's like good poops right it's so it's, like, it's a good balance there um other than that i haven't cleaned my house in a week mm -hmm. um i've played a lot of Animal Crossing. Good. I slept 11 hours last night. You did. That, last night. It was, that it counts was as a weekly win for sure. That is impressive. I, like, I got tired at, like, 8 o'clock, and I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna head to bed, and then I woke up at 7.45, so technically almost 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, went, to, went straight to work. That's so. crazy. I'm so jealous. It, it was, I have a feeling I'm, I'm, I'm going to completely mess it up by staying up until 3 a.m. tonight because I feel like, I just have this feeling like I'm going to. That you're going to stay but, up um, until 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. that's what I do. If, if I get a lot of sleep one night, I'll just be like, I, I have, I like banked enough for the next two days. 
enough. I'll just stay up cleaning the house. I've got enough in reserves. It's fine. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you ever, but, like, do you ever, like, enter your home and you're, like, how do I live like this? Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, cleanliness. And so I was, like, I got got to that point when I left for groceries and I came back and I was, like, oh, my God, this is bad. Um, (laughs) So that's my weekly list. Hey, I like it. I like it. Um... Weekly wins this week. I've recycled a lot for some reason. We've just started to, yeah, we just started to accumulate a bunch of recyclable items. I'm like, okay. Um, I've been working out consistently, which I'm excited for too. And I got some sunshine. In fact, I am sunburned, so I got too much sunshine. But that's okay because. You know, I got out of the house for a little bit, and that was good. And I did not spend five hundred dollars on groceries this time. You only spent four hundred, which collectively, uh, collectively, yes, for three weeks of goods. Right, but also that's a twenty percent decrease. That that's is. a really good decrease, dude. Thank you, thank you. Take, Take the and win. And a good like one hundred of that, honestly, was just replenishing our bar supplies so which will last at least two months oh yeah yeah right? you know mm-hmm. and you didn't sound convincing <laughs> <laughs> well you really, yeah, totally sure yeah <laughs> it'll last a couple a couple minutes i did not replenish my boxed wine though i was Only like good stuff right well i didn't get any wine which has not happened for years. I feel like basically since I turned 21, I would just always go to the store and get wine. No wine this time. Um, but I did get vodka, which is <laughs> worse. Um, but also those seltzers, the truly seltzers. So I'm really excited to try those. And you'll have to report back to me on how those truly seltzers are. I will. I'll let you know if I think they're icky and syrupy because we were talking like crazy about all of these flavor profiles of everything beforehand. So really excited. Really exciting. I'm very excited for this. I'm really excited. Episode 10. Oh my God. So those are my weekly wins. I think those are proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you. I, I meant at the grocery store, I really did intend to try some mashed cauliflower stuff. Um, but then I just got so consumed by what alcohol to get that I, I didn't, so. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. My there's bad. absolutely nothing wrong with that, dude. My bad. Like, My live bad. your life. Alcohol will last a lot longer than frozen mashed potatoes. Frozen mashed cauliflower. I would hope so, but. It will. You never know. Well, they found, like, beer in the pyramids, didn't they? I don't know. Did they? And they for sure found honey. Shit, really? Mm-hmm. They for sure found honey. I think they found beer, though, in there. Hey, they knew how to party. They did, though. They, okay. they definitely did. They knew how to party. They knew how to party. Speaking of partying, um, yes. today's episode, you know what? No, you introduced it because it was your idea. I, <laughs> I, I, I like the way you're introducing it. Like speaking of parties, like I, I want to know where you're going with that. No, you, you, cliffhanger. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, um, so this episode, we're kind of thinking 
Uh, well, first of all, we're completely out of ideas, so just put it out there. <laughs> Episode nine, and we're having to rack our <laughs> we're brains. Just, like, we're um... <laughs> COVID-19 has gotten the best of us, and it's gotten our brains, apparently. Yep, yep. Um, but we were kind of thinking, you know, the, the entire point of this is is to kind of normalize, not normalize, but I mean, just make everyone feel a little bit better about their maybe mental health issues or, or anything like that. Um, and so something that I did want to kind of highlight eventually, and we just had to do it this week, was that the kind of positive things that maybe those health issues have brought to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've made several friends because we bonded over <laughs> our like shared like problems or like shared medications and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Annalisa, you and I like share <laughs> medications that like we share cool. like the same freaking pharmacy. We do, <laughs> we totally do. But it's um, so it's just kind of something you wanted to talk about this week. And, you know, friends and maybe activities you got involved in or kind of areas where you know maybe you kind of fell down what I call my dark hole, mm-hmm. um, which ended up you know, kind of putting me down a path that, for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Annalisa, do you want to start us off? Sure. So since you brought this idea up, I've really been trying to think about it in terms of how I've grown um, or not grown really with it. I think I, I'm not sure I would go so far as to say, like, these are the benefits of having anxiety and these are the benefits of having OCD. I'm not sure I would go that far, but I do think there definitely are some silver linings if you look Mm -hmm. for them. Um, So for me, I've had anxiety and depression forever. Um, Recently, within the last couple of years, realized I also had OCD. I just didn't know what was going on. Um, And so number one, one of the most impactful pieces of the whole shebang with all of this was not so much as the you know coping with it that has improved a little bit and just like having to deal with something every day you know day in day out um i think it makes a person stronger and it makes someone more empathetic to others it makes you probably less of a dick to others just because everyone's going through their own shit but also to just knowing that these little pieces of my brain, number one, were not my fault. There's just brain chemistry. There's literally nothing else to it. And then number three, just being able to call it by something. Like for OCD especially, I honestly thought I was going just completely nuts when I would have my episodes I just, I felt so off the rails and out of control. I'm like, what is happening? Until I was able to really name it, I feel like it had so much power over me. And I mean, it still does. Um, Medication does definitely help, but, you know, it also encouraged me to go find help where I may not have otherwise. You know, I started seeing a therapist specifically for OCD and she, you know, one of the first things she said was, it's always going to be a part of you. It's never going to go away. And when I heard that for the first time, I was pretty bummed, not going to lie. because I was like, fuck, because this makes me feel like a complete nut, but it, it's a part of me. And if I can deal with it in whatever way, shape or form that I need to, anyone else can. And it just, it helps me, especially with OCD, kind of see the world a little bit differently. 
And so anxiety and depression, of course, I feel like I'm always second guessing myself, which does sometimes have benefits. But with my OCD, that kind of is presented through me, not as that typical like hand washing or counting or whatever. It's more like intrusive and obsessive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I always was afraid, like, did I actually lock my door? Did I actually turn off the oven? Did I turn off my hair iron? Like, did I lock my car? All of these things. I remember going to my parked car in grad school at like 2 a.m. one night because I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I locked my car. And I'll be up and down constantly making sure I've locked like certain pieces of the house and things, just like little safety things like that. And Libby, you know that we had a house fire when I was younger, so I'm super paranoid about like heated elements. But so again, not an actual benefit, but it does help me kind of slow down, I think, when I'm leaving the house when I'm like watching the garage door shut, I'm like, okay, I don't need to come back and check. It's like a mental check. Yeah. Yeah. It really helps me kind of take a step back and really think I don't need to come back and check this because I know that it's done. I know that everything is as it should be. Like I don't need to spend literally the rest of the day worrying about this until I get home. Um, And that's definitely what it was before medication, before therapy and everything. And I'm so thankful for those coping mechanisms because I do not know how I would have been able to function normally without that. And Mm -hmm. so it definitely helps me feel more empathetic towards others, more sympathetic to others. Um, It helps me slow down a little bit and kind of get my bearings on things when I need to um, and just know that it's okay to ask for help. That's been another huge thing. Um, And just try to be supportive and kind to myself because I find that that's really hard. It's just, it's one of those things, you know, there are definitely some lights at the end of the tunnel with this. Not easy. Mm -hmm. And you know that it's not easy at all, but I think it does make you a stronger person in the long run. It's, it's just a bit hard to articulate, I think. Yeah. But how about you? What are some of your strengths that you think you've gathered from this? Well, I mean, so something that I actually, I don't think we've ever actually discussed is the fact that I, I've actually never been diagnosed with OCD, Mm. um, but I definitely have it. My mother has a severe OCD with um, like bacteria um, and like she, she has to check that if she locks something four times. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, like her number four is like, she has to check, she has to shake the door handle four times. She has to look through like four times. Um, and that's not really my problem. So like, um, especially this, so it, it happened in college whenever I was really, really stressed. Yeah. Um, I was not medicated until I left college. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of dealing with anxiety and depression kind of as I, as mm-hmm. I saw fit, which was typically to drink and sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I found, cat, um, <laughs> but, um, so something I found was kind of my issue was that I've always had a lot of anxiety with driving and for some reason like backing up in cars has always bothered me a lot mm-hmm. um and so I would constantly think that I sideswiped or hit a car and I somehow didn't feel it 
Um, and so I would have to like literally drive around the block and go check three or four times sometimes yep. to make sure I didn't hit the car. And I know, um, like one time I got pulled over because of it because I was act I was driving suspiciously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you couldn't, you can't tell an officer, oh, I have OCD. I have to check that I didn't hit that car back there. I know. What do you say? I was just like, I was just out for a drive. Yep. And that he obviously didn't believe that. So he asked if I had drugs in the back seat. Um, he asked if I had been drinking. Oh my gosh. Um, so like I was apparently acting suspiciously as well because I was going crazy. Yep. Um, I, this is my junior year of college. And so I was under a lot of stress. I was, um, yeah, so I, I definitely understand that kind of OCD issue. I know, um, I also have a lot of anxiety and depression. Um, and I, I, I didn't get diagnosed with anything officially until I was out of college. I didn't seek help until I was out of college. Um, just because I grew up, um, with parents, with parents, like one parent, my dad, um, does not seem to have a bunch of mental, like any mental health issues. My mother always had a lot. So she always had, like I just said, a lot of OCD. Um, she's always had severe depression. She's, Mm -hmm. um, so, and she's always been very open about it, and I'm, mm-hmm. and you, you grew up with me, like, you know, she's always been just a little flamboyant and very dramatic, mm-hmm. um, and I think growing up, I didn't want to be like her, and we had, we had an awful relationship growing up, because I wanted so badly to not be like her, and I wanted my dad to love me, and so I wanted to act nothing like her, mm-hmm. and so I think growing up and finally going to the doctor and being like, I'm really depressed, and I what can you just give me something mm-hmm. to make me not want to kill myself um I think just just saying that and just admitting that I think helped me tremendously mm-hmm. just it, it, my, my outlook in life in general oh for sure it wasn't just gonna be in this dark hole that just made me want to die every second of my life mm-hmm. um but it also really helped my relationship with my mother specifically I think that's yeah. been the biggest benefit is my mother and I still don't get along super well, um, but, like, when I, like, finally, like, came to her and I was like, hey, so I just got diagnosed with mm-hmm. depression and anxiety, and my, my doctor just gave me a bunch of meds, mm-hmm. she, you know, we were actually able to have, like, an open dialogue about, like, well, what, you know, what caused you to do this, and, you know, and it was, it was really nice to be able to just finally tell someone, my, like, my parent, that I'm, like, I feel crazy all the time and I never yeah. felt like I could admit it because I was scared of being judged by my father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I don't want to say, speak poorly about my father. My, my father's like my great, a really great dad. But I think that was just something that you just didn't talk about growing up is that you just don't talk about your depression and your anxiety. And, and I've ever since then, I've been very open about it. Yeah. If I'm having an off day, I, I, I tell people, I'm like, look, I'm having a pretty... I'm having an off day. I'm having an off day. I just mm-hmm. need some time alone. And mm-hmm. I think that's... It's, it's made me a better communicator mm-hmm. um, in general. Just even... I remember, like, reading something several years ago, but, like, just pinpointing your exact emotion mm-hmm. and voicing it mm-hmm. helps you. So even if you are really frustrated with something and you're just, like, you're ready to cry, you're ready to scream at someone, just saying, I'm frustrated to someone, to yourself, literally will produce the frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and I, I find that helps a lot is honestly just, just voicing it, telling someone like, look, I am really depressed right now. I don't have time to talk to you about your marital problems. And I'm really sorry about that, but mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about it later. Yeah. I'm not in a very negative headspace. Yeah. So it's, yeah, at least that, that's, I think it's helped my relationships and helped my communication um, in general. That's huge. That's huge. And I think, yeah. you know, kind of going back to what you're saying about you and your relationship with your mom, um, you know, everyone, I think, especially when we're growing up, it's really hard to talk about mental health, regardless mm-hmm. if it's anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, OCD, anything. I feel like it's really difficult um, especially as kids, because number one, we don't know, we don't know what's no. going on to ourselves. We don't know, or we may know, but we might not just be able to comprehend truly what's going on with mom or dad or whomever. And so I think that's awesome that you and your mom were able to have a good transparent dialogue, you know, for so many reasons. But mostly just like, hey, you're not in this by yourself. And I think that's and, huge. And, and also just to know that it's genetic. It's genetic, you, yeah. You didn't do anything to yourself to make yourself a miserable person. Yeah. None of it's your fault. Like, my mother has it. My sister has it. I have it. My mother's mother had it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, it's, it's been passed just, down for generations. And it's that's one of those things. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And one of one of the strongest things my sister has ever said to me, and this was relatively recent, like two Christmases ago, right after my niece came, I was really worried at that point because I wasn't medicated either at that point. I was really worried for whatever reason that I would just somehow give some kind of disease to my niece like by holding her or whatever, like maybe I didn't wash my hands enough or maybe I touched something like on the train. Maybe there was just something going on that I just, I needed to be careful about. And so I've noticed when my OCD especially comes into play, it's usually health related. And Mm -hmm. I usually think worst case scenario first Um, so I, for some reason had convinced myself, like convinced myself and I dealt with that fear for a good like year and a half and it just got worse and worse and worse. So this Christmas that I was hanging out with um, my sister and her family, I was just, I broke. I don't know what happened. I was like, and, and that was the first time that I really told my sister what was going on and why I was so terrified and why I was not myself and all of this stuff. And she's like, you know what? You did not choose this, but you can choose how you respond to it. And so then I started seeking therapy and medication after that. Cause like, I cannot live like this. Like this is not living anymore. No, like, like you feel like you're lying to everyone you're talking to. Yeah, you feel so fake. You feel right. like such an imposter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And yeah, just... I, I, 
it's it sucks dude and like it sucks like dwelling on one thing like oh my god like I am the worst human being alive yeah it like it's it's just it's it's like you have a like it's a horrible like secret that obviously isn't if you were thinking logically you would obviously know like this is there's no like, fucking no way there's no true. way there's, there's no, no fucking way, way. That's true. Like, I've gone to the doctor I've been I don't have any diseases like yeah that. like you're gonna kill everyone you know and you're yes. gonna love and you love and you're gonna be patient zero and you're a piece of shit Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, again, you hit the nail on the head there too. Like when you're thinking logically, like for those people out there who like are significant others who may not deal with this, I feel like it's really hard to kind of wrap your mind around it. Like, oh, just, you don't have a disease. You didn't hit that car. Like, what are you talking about? You're being crazy. I feel like there are only certain people um, who can really empathize with it. And those are the people that have gone through it themselves and understand that you aren't thinking logically. You're not no. thinking. It's you, just, you feel like your brain's just misfiring in every possible way and you just can't catch it. You can't, and you can't do anything and it doesn't ever really pass. It's just always there looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really happy that I broke down because otherwise I would not have been able to get treated in the way I have. And my, you know, I'm still dealing with it every day. It's an everyday struggle, but I can actually live. And so that's definitely a good thing. Just that reflection of it all, you know, how you've grown from when it all started to now. Right. So I, I think that's, that's, I think that's a really good way of like looking at it is that you're, you're growing every time like you learn a new coping mechanism or you learn like a new like way of thinking about it. I think that's, you really are growing and, and you're becoming a better version of yourself every time. You better, know, stronger version too, mm -hmm. you know, and with those coping mechanisms, like what, I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but for example, with like some of your um, anxiety, depression, and OCD, what are some of your coping mechanisms that you have found that have really kind of helped now that you know a little bit more about how each of them may present themselves in you? You know, how do you compare like your coping mechanisms from the beginning of it to now? I mean, like I, <laughs> like I said before, I think my, usually my coping mechanism was lying in bed under my covers, mm -hmm. getting drunk, and then falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was, that was, was my coping mechanism for, for a good probably five or six years. Oh yeah, mine too. It's um, easy to do. It's so easy to do. And you're, you're in college, like, it's almost normal to be like that, if that, if yeah. it sounds like that. It's like, it's, it's almost cool to be, like, miserable when you're that age. Um, and so I was like, well, I had no problem <laughs> pretending to be miserable because I was, mm -hmm. um, but it was, I, I think now, honestly, I feel like I still don't have super healthy habits. Um, I think one thing that I, I do with my OCD is I take like mental stock, like mental pictures. Mm -hmm. I don't really have OCD really badly until my anxiety or my depression's really bad, mm -hmm. um, which, which is great, which means that I only have OCD when I'm all, already doing terribly. Mm -hmm. um, You've got the trifecta. But, right. And so, mm -hmm. like, so 
if I feel my OCD like starting starting to kind of manifest itself, I start taking mental stock. So when I lock my house, I check mm-hmm. it and I like literally physically say to myself, "You lock the house." Mm-hmm. And then if I can just audibly hear myself say something it gets stuck in there and I know I did it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so at work, I have a lot of tasks that have to get done here and here and here. And so, um, and so I have a lot of anxiety knowing that I have a million and a half things to do. It kind of t- sends me into the tailspin. So something that I've also kind of helped is prioritizing mm-hmm. and writing things down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, even that's, if it's tasks or even just taking stock of what's good in life, what is, something that you like like things you can do to help enjoy like writing down like take a walk by the lake Mm -hmm. take a drive go get ice cream like like just just again i'm i'm a mental person i'm a a visual person so seeing Mm -hmm. everything written down it it honestly helps out a million percent i don't i don't know what how about you though um i mean i honestly you're just i'm feeling everything you're saying so so deeply um I don't think my coping mechanisms are that great either because as we were just talking about, um, I probably, I, I do, I drink too much than I probably should with anxiety and depression already. Um, and with the meds. <laughs> and with the meds. Um, I will still take pictures, like, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to stop this, mm-hmm. but it's better than me coming back to the house in the middle of the workday or whatever, I will still take pictures of like, okay, this is the empty outlet that I had plugged my curling iron into. It is unplugged. Here's a picture to verify it. I think that's a really great idea though. Like having like a timestamped photo saying like, look, you, you three minutes before you left, it was for sure unplugged. You definitely didn't touch it. You're fine. Like I did this. That's and actually a wonderful idea. When I first started doing it, I was like constantly going back like, okay, there's the picture a couple minutes later. Okay. There's the picture. But now I just know that the picture is there and Mm -hmm. I can check it if I want, but I don't have to, I don't have that need. Like I so, so deeply did before to like really triple quadruple check. And so that's, that's definitely good, but still not perfect, but it's better. Um, I got it. It's an, it's an improvement. It's an improvement. Yeah. Um, but again, I just, I still have off days because you, you're going to, whether you struggle with mental illness or not, you're going to have bad days. For those of you who do have mental illness, you're going to feel those days a bit more often and harder than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I do just need to kind of be in bed and just be like, I need my space right now because I'm not a pleasant person and I'm not me right now. And I need to detox that before I can like be my happy-go-lucky self again. You know, you need to, you need to have, you need to have time to actually wallow a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's okay to wallow. (laughs) It's okay to feel your feelings. Like however Mm -hmm. you're feeling, regardless if it's happy, sad, angry, you know, excited, whatever the fuck you're feeling, you, like, your feelings are so valid. Like I was saying before, give them a name. Yeah. Don't just, don't, no, like, it's it's okay to wallow, it's okay to to dwell for a few minutes and say, like, you know what, fuck everything, I fucking hate everything. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's okay. But know, 
if you try your best to say, I'm upset or I'm angry mm-hmm. or I'm just sad, mm-hmm. just, just give it, give it a name, you know? Yeah. I really like that. I really like that because it's just, you're, you're kind of taking back some of that power by giving it a name, you know, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. just you're acknowledging it. That's more funny. Like you're acknowledging it. And what it's doing. Do you feel like your mental illnesses are improving with age? Ooh, that is a loaded question. It is. I personally, I, I feel like my anxiety is better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my depression's actually gotten worse, but I, but I also feel like the last several years have been very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone through like several different jobs. I've gotten a promotion, which for some reason is also very stressful. Um, oh yeah. Cause you have more on your plate. Right. You know? Yeah. You have um, more to deliver. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot more expectations. Um, but I, I think the last two or three years has really kicked my ass. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's also why I kind of maybe I've been a little more depressed. Oh, sure. Um, but I, I think my anxiety is better. I'm not, I, I think I mentioned this like maybe episode one or two, but when I get really anxious, I need to go to a dark place mm-hmm. um, without light where I can like literally hyperventilate without anyone knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been doing that a lot less. That's good. So that's good. Um, I I find myself like crying a lot. So, (laughs) um, I don't know. Like, I don't, that's, that's a really loaded question. I think I've gotten, I think I've gotten a handle on a lot of my, more of my problems. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, what about you? I'm not sure if my anxiety or OCD or depression have really improved over the past couple of years, there are, like, I also agree. I think my depression has also increased, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't really say why. Um, right. But my OCD and anxiety, I feel I've been able to manage them a bit better. I think that that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still not perfect and it probably never will be. And you know, the, coping mechanisms are so different for everybody because everyone's anxiety and depression and stress looks so different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've kind of been able to grasp a little bit more understanding of what will help me get through the day, right. I guess. But still, it's a work in progress. And that's that's the whole thing. And, you know, again, we're going to be that work in progress for the rest of our lives, which is a fucking crazy thing to think about. Right. But I think it's also serving as a reminder that we do have the rest of our lives. To get our shit figured out. To get our shit figured out. And Mm -hmm. that we are going to have bad days. It's just par for the course. You know, it's life. Nothing is going to go perfectly. Um, And like you were saying, when you need to wallow, when you need to feel upset and sad, just do it. Allow yourself to feel that. Don't, don't push it back or anything because 
then it'll just bubble up and you'll just break so hard and it will be so much worse than it could have been and just try to talk to people about it do you and do you and austin have an open dialogue about about this how do you guys like when you're having an off day do you say straight up like i'm not myself today Yeah, yeah like i um i i and i feel like i'm Austin and I have a pretty open communication with at least my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a man and he likes to act like a big, strong man. So he doesn't like talking about his feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am comfortable telling him like, look, I've, I'm really depressed and I just don't feel like being the happy, like, cause we've, we've had like arguments where he's like, you know, you're not being yourself. You're not being, like, your goofy self or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to, like, I've, I've looked at him, like, I can't be the happy little, like, Liz that you expect. Like, you know, like, running around the house, hugging the cats. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't be that person 100% of the time. No, you can't. So I, I think just we have definitely an increased uh, communication since we moved in together. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm... I'm really upset today. I don't want to be your friend. I'm just, I just want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, is, is it pretty good with you and Kyle? It's pretty similar um, because he, he doesn't deal with anything like this on his own plate, um, which is great for him. But mm-hmm. I also feel like it's a bit harder for him to understand some of the process of it all that mm-hmm. every day I'm not going to wake up being myself and that I'm going to be a bit more irritable at times and I'm going to be a bit more sensitive at times um and I'm going to be a nut sometimes just because I'm fucking worried like crazy about something um I I did a really awful job of trying to be transparent with that when we first moved in together Mm-hmm. And it was definitely causing some tension because, like, we would be getting ready to watch a movie or something, and I would just be panicking about, you know, something that had happened earlier that day and just not able to relax or anything, and I was just not myself. And he would get upset with that, too. Like, you know, what's going on? Like, what is going on? And I was afraid to tell him because I didn't want him to think that I was a complete wacko. Um, and so once we did finally have more of those conversations and I can kind of lay it out and say, you know, I do have depression, I do have anxiety, I do have OCD, and this is how they kind of manifest for me. Um, I think he's been able to kind of discern like when I'm not having a good day to kind of give me a little bit more space and a little bit more grace, which is awesome of him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. if they can, like, you know, it sounds kind of stupid, but, like, you know, if, if they can love you at your absolute worst. Yeah. You know, when you're being, you know, really anxious and, you know, I, I think that's that's one of the things that I was, like, it's why I, I you know, am with Austin. It's just because, like, I have been a complete bitch to him. I've been mm-hmm. um, completely crazy towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still with me and he still loves me and... um you know, you just got to get through it, and that's, you know. You've got a good one. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I'll it's a good, good egg. Good yeah. egg. It's a good that's, egg. I like that. I like that. 
Also, okay, but can you remember what you're going to say about the party thing at the very beginning? Because it's been killing me this entire time. Uh, gosh, I don't remember. Fuck. I wanted <laughs> this is a cliffhanger that you'll never get off of now. I I don't remember anymore. It was good. Yeah. I remember it was good. And then I was like, wait, shit, no, this was Libby's idea. What are you doing? No. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, well. I'll think of it later. Okay. But, but yeah, I I definitely think also what I'd kind of like to leave with too is I feel like now obviously mental health issues are still very stigmatized and very taboo mm-hmm. but i do feel like a little bit more in society folks are coming to accept it and talk about it a little bit more um and i i think that definitely helps too with our whole understanding of everything that we've been going through i don't know maybe mm-hmm. that's just me no i i actually i completely agree i mean I, I think there's a lot more supportive communities now. I think you're able to talk about it. I mean, like, back when our, our parents grew up, like, if you had a crazy lady in the block, first of all, she didn't have options to help her. Mm-mm. But also people, like, stay with that, that weirdo, at, you know, you know in the yellow house, like, because she was yeah. just off the rails crazy. Mm-hmm. I think I think that we're at a point, I think there's definitely is still a lot of stigma. Oh, but I think sure. we're at a point where we're able to say, like, I have anxiety and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a disease, just like my father has type 1 diabetes and he can't produce insulin. Mm-hmm. I don't produce enough of the chemicals in my brain that allow me to be happy all the time. Serotonin! Right. Thank you. I, I'm not a chemist. I'm just a simple food scientist. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, so my, my brain doesn't produce enough of that. Yep. And so I just, I need, I need chemicals. I need a medication to help me get to a normal level. And that's yep. perfectly fine. Like, that's perfectly okay. Fine. I take medication just like other people. Exactly. So, yeah. That's a great outlook. And I think, honestly, you know, we're never going to have all the answers to this, but the biggest thing that I do appreciate from my experiences is knowing that it can help me bond with other people. Like, mm-hmm. when I found out that you also had OCD symptoms and have been going through a lot of similar stuff in terms of anxiety and depression, it was like, the gates of heaven opened. I was like, oh my God, this is a whole other side to this person whom I've already loved and who I've already been friends with. But like now we have something more to talk about and grow with together, you know? And I think that's pretty cool. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's definitely like a deep and dark, like I I don't ever think we ever had like a, a, you know, a weak bond or whatever, but I think it's really just deepened it, honestly. Definitely. I remember, like, when you told me, I think it was, like, our sophomore year of college, but you're, like, oh, I'm seeking counseling, and I got on medication and all this, and, like, I was, like, holy shit, like, you had, like, I was, like, I remember, like, when you're telling me, like, I think we're on the phone or something, mm-hmm. I was, like, holy shit, she has it, too, like, I can, like, actually talk to someone mm-hmm. that doesn't think I'm absolutely balls to the wall crazy. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so, right? Yeah. Like, it it really sucks to know that someone like you, who I care about so incredibly much, has to deal with this every day, too. Like, that fucking sucks, and I'm sorry. But you get to know 
that you're not alone in all of that, you know, exactly. and that's, there's so much power to that too, I think. And how lucky are we? <laughs> we grew up like, like literally not knowing any of this about each other. I know. We have the same mental problems. We have the same, practically the same medications, and we're also the same personality type, Myers-Briggs wise. I know, it's really strange. It's just like, it's crazy that we've known each other since preschool, and it was, it's like, we're like, like, we're, we're so similar, even though we haven't seen each other in so long, and it's just like, it's just fucking crazy, I just love it. I know, and it's just, it's fascinating, because we've known each other for such a long time, but we're still, like, finding out things about I know, each I other. I love it. 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 All right, is there anything else you would like to add on your your spirit path, your journey? Um, I think I just wanted to mention, because you mentioned at the beginning, that uh, did we tell tell them that May is Mental Aware Health Awareness Month? I think I totally forgot to say that. Okay, well, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And mm -hmm. Lisa, did you want to add anything else to that? May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm sorry <laughs> that this podcast will likely not be up until June, um, but we recorded it in May. We did record it in May. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And, you know, if you're going through something like this, again, know you are not alone. There are power in numbers. Um, and just try to find what works for you. You know, if we can get through it, you guys can, you know, it's going to be okay. But and also open up to your friends. I open mean, up to your friends because odds like, are they're knows. dealing with this shit too. You just yeah, might not know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are so many people, so many people dealing with this, and, you know, some people are really good at managing it and hiding it. That's fine, but, you know, I... But I, there's a lot of us in the world. There's a lot <laughs> of us. Taking it one day at a time and one one or two or three glasses of wine at a time. Exactly. That's fine. Exactly. Just do what you gotta do. And yes. eat tomorrow's ass. Damn it, you got it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You remembered. Eat tomorrow's ass, you guys. Eat tomorrow's ass. Happy Mental Awareness Month. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I love it. All right. I love you. Love you.